Welcome to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. I'm Jennifer, your host, a mental health and wellness advocate, and a trauma survivor. This platform will be used to break the silence and create awareness around mental health in the Black community and in general for all people. My hope is that you will feel seen, heard, supported, and valued as we progress through the journey of healing and growing. Welcome back to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. Thank you for listening. My topic for today is going to be a continuation of the previous episode. So this is going to be basically a part two of an example of potential, and I'm going to stick with potential, covert narcissistic, emotional, and psychological abuse. So previously, I did an episode recapping the interview with Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, and Oprah. And in that episode, I kind of broke down a lot about the narcissistic abuse cycle, the narcissistic family. And so I kind of just laid down the foundation. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I would suggest listening to that one before listening to this one, if at all possible. If not, that's fine. But I would, you know, at some point at least encourage you to listen to that because it'll give you more of a background and a foundation. Some of this stuff. So I just decided to, okay, let me cover this um, scenario as well, because it's like another example. And I think you guys will find that helpful. So recently... Kirk Franklin, his eldest son, I think his name is, his name is Carrion, Carrion Rashad Franklin. He is Kirk Franklin's eldest son. He's 33 years old. And it's been said that him and his son have been estranged for 14 years. And his son recently came out with a recording of a conversation that him and his father, Kirk Franklin, were having. It wasn't the full conversation, but it was like a snippet of the conversation. So he recorded his father, Kirk Franklin, without his knowledge, and he put the recording on Instagram. The recording was of Kirk Franklin using profanity and To us, it seems like he was pulled out of character, at least the character that we all see. And he was irate and he was using profanity and he was, you know, just kind of going in on his son. And it was really bad. I heard it. Um, I know a lot of you have heard it as well. And it was it just doesn't align with his brand. We would you just wouldn't think that he would be talking like that. But he said things like he was threatening him, saying that he would break his neck and if he ever disrespects him and he would call he was calling him the N-word. And it was it was pretty bad. And it was, you know, shocking. His son put the recording out there. And then shortly after the recording was put out there, then Kirk Franklin now, I guess, you know, trying to do some damage control. He um, came along and he put a video out basically, you know, apologizing to his fans and and saying, you know, he was pulled out of character. He said some things in anger that he shouldn't have said. It wasn't appropriate. He's not perfect. He's trying to get it right. Basically apologizing because he knows it wasn't, it was inappropriate. And so then it was 
all these comments and, you know, saying that, oh, you know, Kirk doesn't have to, he doesn't have to apologize for anything. You know, these kids will drive you crazy. It's just been a lot of comments. And the majority of the comments that I've seen, people are definitely siding with Kirk Franklin and extending a lot of grace to him for this incident. So for me, my perspective on it is this. I don't agree with his son putting the recording out there. That that to me was was definitely um, not called for. You know, recording someone against their will or knowledge in some states I know are is actually illegal. So it's definitely not something that is approved of in, in a lot of places. So I don't agree with that approach. There are other ways that he could have handled it, but Obviously, that's that's what he did, you know, and I guess some would say that it kind of backfired. The reason why I wanted to even, you know, talk about this scenario is because the son is accusing Kirk of being a narcissist. So let me, you know, just tie this in and not stretch it out too long. So his son is accusing him of being a narcissist. He's accusing him of gaslighting him. He's saying that, um, you know, he's a survivor of parental abuse, you know, and things of that nature. So what I'm going to do is just actually just read one of the captions of one of the things that his son posted. Then I'll move on. So he says, I'm finally out of a 14 year deep hole of chaos and confusion. And the picture that he posted, he says, this is the last picture I was allowed to take with my family in 2006. If my freedom, my light sparks your interest internally think about the areas in your life you could handle things differently imagine being taken all across the world from third grade to high school then never again if a couple of pages out of my reality made you feel some type of way just remember that your children will grow up and gravitate toward you or if provoked for too long we can love you enough to leave you alone if my dad continues to self-sabotage our progress as a family and ignores me for another 14 years and doesn't accept me, I'll still be fine. I'm breaking the generational curse right now. 14 years, not one dinner, not one cozy Sunday night together, not invited over for Christmas or any holiday. I'm sick of threatening words constantly behind closed doors. I have earned the space to speak how I please about my childhood. None of you have walked in my shoes. I'm going to stay focused and keep busy with my clients and my creativity. I will grow from these experiences. Then he says, please do not crucify my father. I am not here to bash him across the board. I didn't even cuss in the recording. Why do you people assume I did something to deserve verbal abuse? I just said what he said back to me. My father has been speaking very mean and manipulatively to me for 15 years now. My voice will be heard. I forgive him for the past pain. I'm learning every day on my own this thing called life. This is a statement that his son Carrion had put out after, you know, some of the backlash that he was experiencing from putting the recording out there. So again, you know, like I said, I do not agree with the approach of, of putting, you know, recording somebody without their knowledge and then, you know, putting it out there on a public platform. Now, the reason why I feel like this is a good example is because if you remember what I was saying in the previous episode about the things that covert narcissists do, you know, it's very subtle and, and sometimes it's things that 
most other people won't even acknowledge. They they may not be aware that it's actually happening. And a lot of times the victim becomes the villain and you know their reputation is you know trashed and then they're they're gaslighted you know and then try they're triangulated and this smear campaign and all of this stuff um happens and so you know you could be trying to speak your truth and a lot of times people are just going to dismiss you like that's just how it is by design and when i first saw this story I was like, this is this looks potentially like it could be, you know, that covert narcissistic abuse. But I was like, you know, I'm not going to go there. I don't want you know people to think that I'm just in everybody's business or anything like that. So I'm not going to go there. But when he his son finally did post something that said, you know, uh, talking about the narcissistic abuse and things like that, I was like, okay, well, this is actually what he's accusing him of. And so I'll go ahead and, and just talk about it. For me, I'm not trying to say who's right or who's wrong because I absolutely don't know. You know what I mean? Like I'm not in their family. I don't know the root of what's going on in their situation. However, I will say this, that I do think that 14 years is a long time to be estranged from your son. If he's 33 years old now, he's probably like 19 when they you know, became estranged. And that's, you know, really young because I have a son as well that's what, 20 now, almost 21. And I know everybody's different, but they can test you. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> I will agree to that. I'm not speaking from the angle of someone that, you know, doesn't know what it's like to deal with a young man and how they get to that stage and they think they know everything and they start feeling themselves and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I get it. I understand that. However, I think it's important to keep in mind that at 19, I don't know what his son did, but keep in mind that, you know, their brains don't even stop developing until 25. So your prefrontal cortex, like that part of your brain is still developing. So until you're 25, like I'm not saying that you're not, you should not be held accountable for your actions, but your the maturity, like you just don't have it. You know what I mean? So you're probably going to make some dumb, stupid mistakes, you know what I mean? Up until 25, your decision making might be off. You know what I mean? These are just facts. So to be estranged since 19, it's, it's questionable. I'll just say that it's questionable. What I thought was interesting is that, you know, like I said, most of the comments, like, I mean, different groups everywhere, people were just like, oh, if that, you know. If, if my child talked to me like that, you know, I would cuss them out too. I would have some choice words for them, et cetera, et cetera. He, you know, Kirk doesn't have to apologize for anything. And what he did, you know, makes sense, et cetera, et cetera. I came across finally like one one um, person that I think, I don't know if she's a therapist or not, but, you know, in, in the Black community that said, um, she goes, I low-key believe the son. She's like, not saying he's, innocent but this idea that only parents deserve respect is archaic and one-sided and i was like oh finally somebody that's just sharing a different perspective on things and then on that same thread there was a comment that really was just different different perspective again and it's as follows she says i said the same thing and folks are making it seem like i'm wrong i'm not saying that the son is without fault but none of us know how Kirk is behind closed doors. The son might have had a rough relationship with him for a long time, 
and he was there with Kirk before he was famous. He's probably seen his dad through all the struggles Kirk has faced, and Kirk probably has taken a lot of his frustrations out on the sun. Children should respect their parents, but parents, especially black ones, need to learn how to respect their children as individuals and not talk to them like they ain't S-H-I-T. That's not right either. It's two sides to every story. And for almost everybody to side with Kirk just because he's the most famous one is crazy to me. Also, just because he's a 33-year-old man, the son, that doesn't mean he should just get cussed out and let it roll off his back. Men have emotions and feelings too, and he has every right to feel some type of way if Kirk is hurtful to him in public and in private. So that was, you know, a different perspective. Back to the whole, you know, the narcissistic abuse. In this case, if the parent is the narcissist, then, you know, the child in this scenario sounds like it would be his son would be like a scapegoat, you know, and that's, you know, basically somebody that is a little bit more outspoken, someone that's going to speak up and say, hey, this is hurtful or this was traumatic or when you treat me this way, you know, I don't like it. X, Y, Z, you know, you're just going to not just conform to whatever dysfunction is happening around you, you will actually voice it. And that is going to truly upset the narcissist and you will be scapegoated and they will just, you know, dump all their rage and frustration and just blame you for everything. Like you can never do anything right. And then part of the abuse cycle is discarding you, you know what I mean? And just basically throwing you away. And now I'm not accusing Kirk Franklin of doing that, although that's kind of what his son is accusing him of. But I just do think this is a good example because let's just say, we don't know, but let's just say it is possible that his son could be a victim, right? Because either way, I think they're both hurt and obviously they both need healing. But let's just say that, you know, there were some things that really took place that was traumatizing for his son. And, um, you know, he's he's a victim in his own right. Let's just say that's that's a possibility. If that's the case and you see how all these people have just automatically without even knowing any facts, without knowing any details, without knowing exactly what happened, they just automatically jump on this train and side with the potential narcissist because it's all about image and things like that. So if you are a victim and now you finally get the courage to speak up, even though your approach on speaking up may not have been the best approach, but still, if you're a victim, you're a victim. Now, what do you think that's going to do? What is that going to do to that person's mental health? That person that's already hurting, that person that's already, you know what I'm saying? Deeply rooted. You've already been You've already you're already strange. You've been ostracized and isolated, you know, probably cut off financially as well, because that was one of the things he said in the recording. He, you know, he told his son that he was poor and things like that. So, you know, what do you think that does to somebody, you know, and that's why, you know, like I was saying in the previous episode, you know, a lot of people do commit suicide and it sounds very extreme, but that's the reality. And this to me is a good example, although we don't know either way, but it is possible. There is a possibility that his son could be a victim to an extent. And just the way that people have just totally like just trashed him and just, you know, it's just horrible. Some of these comments and just everybody, celebrities, all these people, like I heard Steve Harvey addressing it on his radio morning show. 
Um, I believe Ricky Smiley was addressing something on his radio uh, morning show. It's, it's just a lot. And so I just definitely think that this aligns with that abuse cycle and just like that structure that I was talking about and how when it comes to like a narcissistic family, how the image of the family is most important first and foremost. They don't care about your pain and suffering or anything. It's just all about their image. Is there motive for Kirk to to be a potential narcissist? I mean, there is motive. I don't know if he is. I like him. I like his music. I, I still plan on supporting him. So don't think that I'm bashing him at all. But what I'm saying is being in the gospel industry, you know, you're a devoted Christian and you're in the public eye. You have a brand. So definitely your image, your public image is super important to you. Super important to you. It can make or break you. You know what I mean? It's tied to your career. So he has motive to want to be very fixated on his image. And so what I'm saying is that basically the perception could be significantly different from the reality. What we see on the outside may not be the reality. It might not be the reality that his son has lived and experienced up until this point. So again, this is why I just like to create awareness on this topic because it's still, I don't even want to say gray area, but I think that majority of people definitely lean towards invalidating somebody else's experience. The minute that somebody talks about any pain and suffering or any type of trauma, especially from childhood or anything like that in our community, we just, we don't want to hear it. You know, I don't know what that's about. But I, it needs to change because just because you speak your truth doesn't automatically mean that you don't love your parents. It doesn't mean that you're not grateful for their sacrifices. It doesn't have to mean that they could have done everything, but you still may have gotten wounded in the interim. And those wounds will stay with you as long as it's still unresolved. And you're going to have to do that inner work to heal from some stuff. And then if it's things that you definitely want to make sure that you don't repeat, so you're going to have to do the work to try to break that generational cycle, it's a lot. And so there's nothing wrong with that. And I just wish as a people, we can just become a little bit more open-minded and realize it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't mean that you're ungrateful, even if other people had it worse than you and you know, it wasn't that bad. It doesn't matter. Like everybody's experiences are different. What's traumatic to one person may not be traumatic to the other, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to still have that type of negative impact. So that is what I wanted to just cover today. This was another example of potential covert narcissistic, emotional, and psychological abuse. All right, until next time. If you need to contact me, I can be reached via email at healinggrowjourneypodcast at gmail.com. If you have not done so already, please write a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy listening to Heal and Grow Journey. I would greatly appreciate the support. In addition, please follow the Heal and Grow Journey Instagram page at Heal and Grow Journey. Please like and follow the Heal and Grow Journey Podcast Facebook page and the Heal and Grow Journey Podcast Twitter page. Until next time. Take care.